Hi, Creepsters. I'm Barry Marino. And I'm Philip Landry. And this, this is Open Shutters. Scary ghosts, creepy serial killers, all things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hey, Philip. What's going on with you? I'm sore. You're sore. Why? I think I'm I'm sore too. What is it? What's up? For the same goddamn reason. You should know. Oh yeah. Well, I think we got to tell our friends out out in in uh, podcast land. Yeah. We went bowling twice this week. <laughs> First time we bowled two almost yeah, almost two whole games because I think we got cut off at the end of the second one. But the second time we bowled three and a half games. Yeah. We're using muscles we haven't used, but you know what? It feels good to get some exercise. It does, it does. Yeah. It does. So um we went to the movies tonight. We did. We saw separation. Which turned out to be very good. It was interesting. It was actually Really better than I thought it was. Yeah, it was. It was much better than I thought it was, and it. Um, it. Uh, I, I. I don't want to tell you too much, but it's about a young girl who's being haunted by the spirit of her dead mother. That's all I'll say. Oh, we might give too much away. Ah, nah. It's a fan. That's what that's what said in the description of the it's AMC. It's like a family horror drama. It's interesting. It's pretty. It, yeah, it was pretty. It was scary at points too. Yeah. Really, and. Um, we were watching some things on TV. I saw that Mayor of of East Town. I saw that. What you saw? What do you think of it? It's really good. It's a it's a murder mystery starring Kate Winslet, and she's very very good in it. This is not not like any character I've ever seen I her play before. I have to go watch before. it then. Yeah. And it, you know, she plays uh, the sheriff of a small Pennsylvania town. Hmm. And um, it also stars Guy Pierce, and uh, who's the other? Um, actors that are in this um, you had me at Kate Winslet that's enough <laughs> I like if she's in it she's doing a good uh, job yeah uh, well she's um, totally different from her Titanic character and the other character she plays and uh, well she always plays different characters though she has a huge body of work now yeah she's um, she's she plays Americans very well I know, surprisingly, right? Yeah. <laughs> she plays Americans better than some Americans play Americans. Yeah, well, she, yeah, she has uh, many uh, many different things. And what have you been watching? I, I, just, I, I, got, I got that season four of The Handmaid's Tale. I've been watching it. Is it good? Oh, that, that bitch ain't Lydia's back. Oh, and that girl, uh, that one of the actresses in the movie we saw tonight. Oh, yeah. The is one... from Handmaid's Tale and Orange is the New Black. Yes, 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 yes. She the plays one... that eye patch girl on In that. Handmaid's, and she was playing the nanny in Separation, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, The Handmaid's Tale is back, people. Oh, well, before we go on to our news section, I just wanted to touch on a couple of things. We have, we, we have some listeners in many different countries. Let me see. Well, United States, of course, and Germany, Canada, United Kingdom, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Russia, Australia, Ireland, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, India, Poland, Brazil, South Korea, 
Switzerland, Portugal, Sweden, Iceland, Finland, Guam, and France. All right, We man. are heard all over the world. We are getting up there. And we are up on our, our Twitter followers. We are up to over 1,300 Twitter followers. And we have almost 1,200 uh, downloads so far. We're getting real. We're getting up there. And pretty soon we're going to be able to get a new sponsor. <laughs> Oh, goodness, we're sitting right here, and I got a blip on my phone. What's that? Wait, Apple TV just released season two of The Mythic Quest. Oh, yes, I got to watch Mythic, Mythic Quest. Quest. Have you not watched Mythic Quest? No, I haven't. It is a co- workplace yet. comedy about a, a video game company. So, basically, like The Office, but for really geeks, okay? It's, oh. like, really great. It's fun. So, I'll... You know what I'll probably be watching tomorrow night. <laughs> well, guess who is in the news again oh, once more? Twice more. Don't say it. Is that bitch? Carol Baskin. Carol, Carol Baskin. All right. The f- first story we oh, report yeah. on her is uh, Jeff uh, Lowe, who's the one that actually stole the zoo from Joe Exotic. Yes, so it's like Clara, Carol Baskin and her husband Howard was spying on his property with drones. He, uh, he said the owner of the uh, Great Wine, uh, Winewood Exotic Animal Park alleged to TMZ on Tuesday that he called local police to report some activity at his, pl- his plot in Thackville after his son supposedly spotted a drone flying high above, high above the property. Yeah. Well, this thing's on, huh? I don't know. Are we recording? Oh, yeah. We re- I think we recorded all that mess. <laughs> all that mess. <laughs> he further claimed that he went to confirm a film crew that appeared to be filming. Baskin Howard <laughs> uh, bolted and low ended up in a scuffle with one of his neighbors who was allegedly in the film crew. He says uh, the neighbors, a couple, ran away when confronted, but the neighbor's son allegedly got into the tussle with Lowe. And the gossip site reported Lowe told them of the incident on Tuesday. So, anyway, so that's her first thing. That, has that nosy ass bitch. <laughs> nosy <laughs> ass with the drone. I saw the, I saw the thing with the footage from the, the drone flying over. I was like, y'all got to stop. Well, the fun, this, is, this one's even funnier. You know, you heard how Do- Dogecoin has is, is, you know, been popping way up. Actually, I made enough from it to put a down payment on a car. I'm going to get a car. I made enough off my Doge cone that I bought. For an $80 investment, I came away with over 900 bucks. There you go. So, made some quick cash that I'm able to. So, how, how does this relate to, to the cryptocurrency of this bitch, Carol? Well, she's starting her own cryptocurrency. No, card. man. No, who the hell? Please, y'all, do not give your goddamn money to this bitch. It's called SCAT with the S being the dollar sign. Wait, it's called Scat? Scat. It allows fans to buy merchandise or online experience <laughs> from Carol's Big Cat Rescue Animal Sanctuary. She's it Scat. Word. I, I need a moment here. The bitch is calling it Scat. I wonder if she's... And look, there's a picture of it. Does she realize what Scat is in the... In the uh, well, you think she's talking about jazz singing? In the kink community, did she realize what Scat is? Oh, my God, this bitch... <laughs> Hold on. She, she, go on. she announced it on Twitter 
Uh, but uh, I'm purring like a bobcat, rolling in catnip because we just launched Scat on Rally.io. More like you rolling in shit, bitch. Rocketing up to number 35 out of 117 and thinking of ways to reward those who join our pride of big cat lovers. Learn more at bigcatrescue.com forward slash cat. So, yeah, she's starting her own cryptocurrency. Which is called so it's a shit bit. It's 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 it's. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be laughing my ass. She's selling shit. The bitch is selling shit. Well, she's okay? been selling bullshit for years, you know. And now it's official. Now it's official. She's the queen of scat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Lord what, what, what have we gonna do with mercy. our ass? Okay. Wow. Okay. Now we can recover, so you can talk about something more serious. Though well, we have lost some, this week. We have some obits. obits. Uh, I've been had some shout outs next week because there's some people I promised them to, but I didn't get my list together in time. So if you in time, so if you listen, you will have a shout out on next week's uh, podcast, <laughs> next week's episode. So our first death is Ann Douglas, the widow of Kirk Douglas and stepmother of Michael Douglas. She died Thursday in California. She was 102. It, she married um, Kirk Douglas, the Hollywood legend who stood in Spartacus, Lost the Life, and uh, other films. And he died in February of 2020, last year, at the age of 103. Uh, he married Ann Bidens in 1954. They met in Paris while he was filming Act of Love, and she was doing publicity. They had two sons, Peter, a producer, and Eric, an actor. And she once said, I, want, I often wonder what would have happened to me if I hadn't married Anne. He said, I might not have survived without her business acumen and friendly honed instincts. They published a book in 2007 called Kirk and Anne, love Le- Letters of Love, Laughter, and a Lifetime in Hollywood. So um, his first wife and Michael's mother, Diana Douglas, died in 2015. Michael Douglas said his stepmother will always be in our hearts. That was kind of sweet. I, uh, uh, that's like, she seemed like she was probably a really special lady, doesn't she? Really nice lady. Uh, our second one is Johnny Crawford, who was um, the star of... He was, a little, he was a child star. And why is this thing not... I'll try to get this... Oh, Lord... Have things the fallen on there. Again on Is the internet? Oh, God, I hope not, because that means... I, oh, here we go. Uh, he's a young star, the Rifleman. He died at 75. He uh, he was also uh, one of the original Mouseketeers, and he had a hit song on Billboard. Um, he uh, he played uh, the young son of Civil War veteran portrayed by Chuck Connors in the 1958-63 series The Rifleman. Uh, in 2019, he had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Oh. And a uh, GoFundMe campaign was o- uh, organized by Paul Peterson. You remember he played um, Donna Reed's son on the Donna Reed show? And he was 12 the first time he appeared in, uh, for the first time, as Mark McCain, the son of widower Lucas McCain on The Rifleman. He, uh, I know he went on in, um, in the 60s and 70s to do a couple of these little B-movies. He even hits a lot of naked scenes when he grew up. And uh, so he was 75, Alzheimer's. 
Uh, rest in peace, Johnny Crawford. I think you're always going to be that little boy in our hearts that, from the Rifleman. All right, who's next? We have we oh, another cultural icon. Here's a, here's a cultural icon here right now. Her name was Billy Hayes. She played. She was Witchy Poo from H.R. Something Stuff. We're talking. Any baby boomer knows who Witchy Poo is. And it's funny. I think that the um, there was a Puffin Stuff movie, and with the three witches, the three witch sisters. It was played by Horace Witchy Poo, and the other one was Martha Ray, and the and 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 another one was was Mama Cass Elliot. And Mama Cass Elliot did the song, same song, I believe, that Bette Medler did about to put a spell on you. Because she was the singer of those three. Now, Billy Hayes played the cackling Wilhelmina W. Witchy Poo on Sid and Murphy Cross, H.R. Puffin Stuff, and Scrappy Mammy Yoakum in the Broadway big screen and big screen versions of Lil Abner. She died at 96. She starred in... Um, H.R. Puffin stuff, and also in the Crofts, uh, Croft Brothers' other show, Lidsville, which we, which she played Weenie the Genie. <laughs> now, uh, I remember Lidsville starred Butch Patrick, who played uh, Eddie Munster, and he was a teenager at the time, and he had real long hair, <laughs> like all the teenagers did in the early 70s. Right. So most re- recently, she was a vo- voice actor for The Black Cauldron, in 1985, in cartoons Trollkin, The New Scooby-Doo Mysteries, Paw Paws, Darling Duck, Brothers Flub, and Transformers. She was born in 1924, and she played uh, Lee the Vince Genovese's orchestra while in high school. She moved to New York and auditioned for J.J. Schubert and was hired for principal roles at three roadshow operettas, Student Prince, The Merry Widow, and Blossom Time. Oh, look, there's her at a non-witchy-poo-looking picture. <laughs> uh, survivors include her niece, Nancy, and nephews, Tom, Louie, and Guy. So rest in peace, 96 years old, Billy Hayes. Yes, ma'am. So our next one, it saddens all of us. Oh, my gosh, the whole, every, this, uh, so many of my friends. A theater. We're like, no. Icon of the silver screen and the stage, Olympia Dukakis. She's not, she's most known to LGBT audiences for two movies. Moonstruck. We thought she would have lived forever. <laughs> I'm not, well, she's not, no, more than just two movies. Because yeah. she's known oh, for yeah. Moonstruck, for the LGBT community, co-starring Cher, uh, Steel Magnolias is Clary. Classic and Steel Magnolias. And Tales from the City, which was yes. recently. And did she did, and she did, yeah, the new the new uh, reboot of Tales of the City. She was in there as well. She was, yes. On Netflix. Yeah. And her character was a transgendered woman. Yep. I think it came out in the first one. And um, she was a, uh, she was a, the, the cousin of. Michael Dukakis, the, uh, two, the 1988 Democratic presidential candidate, she won the Oscar the same year, yeah. and um, she was a late bloomer. She didn't she didn't become uh, a star. She she became a star late in life. She, in her, I remember the first time I remember seeing her was on the soap opera As the World Turns. My mom used to watch it, and this was in the 80s, right before it went off the air. And then she played. Um, then, then Moonstruck came out, and she played Cher's mother, Rose Camilletti, and, um, no, Castorini, that was the name. Camilletti was the boyfriend. Rose Castellini and uh, 
but she was more well known mostly. She won an Oscar for playing Rose, but she was she she was most known by a lot of people as Clarie, the <laughs> the woman who <laughs> who told who told uh, Sally Field to punch Shirley MacLaine out. Yes. Weave. She's like you want to hear something. <laughs> I just love when she grabbed. I just love when she grabbed. Knock a lights out. Charlie, but when she grabbed Charlie uh, McLean and just put it right in front of. That is classic, you know. She called her a pig for I think, Honestly, I think there was a moment where it was no longer acting, and it just it took over into a whole other level. That was a group. That was probably. Especially for the gay community, that is one of the best scenes in film. Well, there's a few people I've wanted to knock their lights out when I got when yes. I was upset about something. And, uh, so she tells she um, she she been, she started off on stage. She was from Lowell, Massachusetts, and as a matter of fact, my uh, my late partner actually met her when he was in college, and uh, doing the play. She came to she came to um, I think she directed him. I'm not mistaken. Oh wow! And um, she's she uh, she didn't start her movie career until she was in her mid fifties, which is when she did Moonstruck and then Steel Magnolias. And um, she went on to do you know her last uh, the last thing she did was was the Tales from the City sequel on Netflix. So Olivia Dukakis, we love you. And let me tell you, you did see it, didn't you? Yes, I did. She still had it. She still had she it. She did, on. and but by the end uh, here, that she was she was pretty out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cher called her three weeks before her death, and at first she wasn't sure if she was going to recognize her or not, and then it turned out uh, she did, and she said she talked to her for a little while. Mm-hmm. But you know, she is uh, you know everybody who worked with her loved her. People who knew her. You could tell that she was just a great lady. And we're going to miss you, Olympia, 89 years old. Yeah, rest in peace and glory and fabulousness. Oh, all yes. Of it. yes, 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 definitely, definitely. I will, ah, uh, we'll just do a big old binge of all her work, huh? Right. <laughs> all right, so, uh. Um, so, tell the, tell the, I mean, uh, tell the people about the Patreon account. Oh, uh, yeah, we have a Patreon account, which, um. We really need some support right now. We haven't gotten any patrons yet, but we really have to get it updated, actually, too. And we're put to be, going to be putting some some bonus material on there. Uh, this week we're doing tonight. Well, we're recording this this episode. We're recording right now is going to be published immediately. We we're going to record a bonus episode afterwards that is also going to be published immediately. But um, starting. Uh, Next month, we're going to put some more. We, we actually have some episodes that we can start putting on the bonus thing. So we have three tiers. The Antoinette Frank, Axeman, and Madame LaLaurie. Madame LaLaurie is the most expensive one, $25 a month, but you get the most. And you, you get, get merchandise. You get T-shirts. You get all these things. And you get some free T-shirts if you stay on for. You get the first. What do you get the first month? I think you get the print. I think it's the print. And then six then the months, mug. the mug. Then and the T-shirt. Then the T-shirt. And then, then the after a bag. year, the tote bag. Yeah. I think I got the order right. But it's, uh, that's, that's the fourth thing. Yeah, the fourth thing is the tote bag, which is the coolest thing. So anyway, um, we we hope you all. That's www.patreon.com forward slash open shutters. Now, uh, what else we got for you to, for, for the folks today? You uh, got some horoscopes? <laughs> you know I got some weekly horoscopes for oh, the people. Of course you do. And to go along with our series, I've got some interesting ones this month. 
So the first one of the month uh, for this series. Yeah, let's explain a little something first. Our series this month is called Mama Mia, Murderous Moms. And our first, uh, uh, we, we, our first episode tonight, we cover Diane Downs. Uh, we also, our bonus episode that we're recording tonight that's going to be published on Mother's Day is Betty and Joan Feuding Diva Mamas. Exactly. Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Now, uh, Philip has his horoscopes are going to be in with that theme. And what is it, the theme? So this, this week... Is the ass whooping edition. The ass whooping so mama, edition. So mama is coming to beat all y'all asses with something. Oh my goodness. So each time we're going to let you know what mama's going to beat your ass Your mama can with. be scary when she's ready to beat your ass. Exactly. <laughs> Did your mama ever beat your ass? Um, she, she would tell you no, but I know better. I Did remember. you ever get an ass whooping? I got an ass whooping. You probably deserved an ass whooping. I got ass whooping. No, I never got. I, I never got an ass whooping. I didn't deserve. At least not from her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyhow, let's head on with it. We'll see what who who's getting what. Aries. Oh. Yeah, y'all gonna y'all y'all yeah. That's 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 our podcast sisters, Justin uh, and Sean. Yeah, and that's also the subject of this week's bonus episode too. Oh both yeah, them actresses. both actresses, yeah, John and, and Ma- well, both Aries. Yes. Well, y'all are getting beat with a bamboo cane. Oh, mommy dearest in the bamboo cane. Yep. Sure, it should have been wire hanger, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bamboo cane. Somebody else. We'll see who gets that. Oh, okay. Taurus. And it's still in Taurus season. Y'all getting daddy's belt with the golden longhorn buckle. Oh, oh, good. Oh, golden longhorn buckle. Longhorn, like Long. the bull. With the oh, long. my God. So it kind of like. Like horns, a pointy thing? Nicely relieved. So, yeah, when you go to beat you with the buckle, it just rips out a couple of bit. You, you are very, very sick, man. You know well, that? You know, things happen. I mean, I, <laughs> this is all about child abuse anyway. I mean, come on now. Yeah. I mean, we talk about some mean ass mothers this yeah. month. Yeah. Yeah. Gemini, well, how how appropriate, y'all getting y'all getting beat with a fly swatter. Is that Will? Cause y'all bugging everybody with y'all damn little bitch asses. Is that Will? Yes, that's Will. Oh, so we get to beat them with a fly swatter. Fly swatter. I isn't, that, it, isn't that appropriate? Isn't fly. that appropriate? <laughs> yeah, it's appropriate. I can just see him right now. Ow! Why you doing this? Stop! Ow! 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 <laughs> Cancer. Oh, that's me. Y'all getting beat with an antique Sterling Silva vanity hairbrush. Oh my God! You know my little brothers used to beat me with a hairbrush. But was it was it an antique silver? No, it was usually. <laughs> I, I I seem to remember a blue a, a, a blue plastic one. And when I told my mom, she says, "Those babies would never do such a thing." Well, at least here you get a fabulous beating. Mm. And no hairbrush feels fabulous. Pi has, has one of those nice little rose. I pat- still have poster. Pi has one of those nice little rose and, uh, patterns on the background. So they nice I little- still get poster bag stress when yeah. I see you twin look, boys with a hairbrush. You will look like a pretty little fl- floral tattoo, you know. Leo. Oh, Curtis in oh. my secondary sign. <laughs> well, they make it show your ass is beat for good measure. They using an aluminum yardstick. Oh, it was a wooden yardstick that that teacher hit me with when my mom gave her the Indian burn. <laughs> oh, well, this is the, see, this is the thing with the aluminum. You got the, it is probably one of, I wonder if it's one of those aluminum ones that has the cork on the back. 
It has aluminum and the cork, you know what I'm saying? So which side are you being hit with? It was usually the uh, wooden ruler that the nuns would hit you on that. Oh, yeah, well, that was the wooden one. Also, they have the other little wooden ones that are... uh, that you know are foldable, so yeah. that, that that would be your mom just getting frustrated from it breaking. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So. no wonder they didn't use that. Virgo, oh, <laughs> a ping pong paddle. Oh, you know what some moms used to do? You remember those ball and the, the you know that looks like a ping pong paddle, yeah. Well, when the kid when it would break, they would keep them to use to spank the kids with. That's a that, true story. That's, that's genius. That is fucking genius. If they said you you never wanted to break it, and if it broke, you'd hurry up and try to fix it because <laughs> you knew you were going to get hit with that thing. <laughs> oh, what's well, about your mom? I got Libra. Oh, what happened to her? Well, they gonna beat your ass with my or well, Libras are gonna get beaten by mommy's designer leather handbag. Oh, God. Y'all have fun with that, Libras. Oh, Lord. Y'all got to have y'all nice like little... Like Ruth Posse hitting the They're going to end up with a nice little, little coach emblem in their ass. Or, 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 what, or what What else could they end up having? Maybe a Louis Vuitton. A little Vuitton, Gucci sign, you know. A little Gucci one, yeah. Even maybe a Chanel, Chanel. Yeah. The They're going to end up with all that just engraved in the ass. <laughs> oh, God. Scorpio, oh yeah, that's don't think y'all getting off. Y'all they ain't no way y'all That's you, off. huh? Uh-huh. I, you know you know if it's me, I'm I'm making sure all the other fellow Scorpios have to. Shit is coming their way. You know? It's coming their way. Definitely. Oh, nothing. Did you keep you going. Up? Are we still recording? Yeah, we still recording. I'm just trying to plug the Why the time stop? I'm trying to plug the, uh, oh, because the thing, the, the screen went to sleep. Oh, Lord. So it's still recording me, though. It's still recording you, yeah. All right, good deal. What I'm trying to do Well, Scorpios, get... y'all getting y'all ass beat with a weeping willow switch. A weeping willow. Oh, the one about that mama makes you take off the tree. Oh, okay, well, let me, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about it. So we had, my mom had planted a weeping willow when we was little, okay? And it was like kind of closer to almost to the property line or whatever to the next yeah. house and she would make us go get our own switch and she would beat us with you know yeah well one day finally I don't know if there was something in the soil or what happened or what went on or a storm did something or whatever happened but one day that willow finally got messed up and it eventually died and we were so happy. <laughs> we were you like, bye-bye, Weeping Willow. Bye. And what she did? She, I think I think it, it kind of, she was kind of emotional because that was her favorite. None of the <laughs> other trees, she could just go grab a little switch off. They had a nice little sting. Oh, man. So, yeah, my mom was a little disappointed. She lost her Weeping Willow. She man. lost her Weeping Willow. Yeah, it was it was such a good, uh, such a good um, punishment aid. A punishment aid, that's what we call it now. Yeah. Hey, you gotta understand. She even had us no, hold on, while we always talk about it, she had us, it was me and my two older brothers, okay? Yeah. If something went down and nobody fessed up or whatever, we ended up in the lineup. Oh man. Sometimes with a weeping willow switch. <laughs> you know what? Uh I had one of my little brothers used to blackmail us if we did something. 
he would tell us that we had to more or less be his slave if we didn't, uh, and we'd have to do all, like, you know, like feeding the dogs and these little things we were supposed to do. Uh, oh, wow. You did that? Oh. Well, no, my brother one time, we had just moved into my house my mom had just bought, and she, um, he, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get this thing, this, the plug on here to work right. <laughs> trying to get it. Okay, there it is. Okay, so we he, are having testicular difficulties. We having here. difficulties trying to keep the charger on the on the computer here on the laptop. I don't know what the hell it is. Is it, I, mean, I think maybe we need a new we need a new power strip here. Is the power strip actually plugged in? What did you do? I didn't do anything. Is that plugging? Are, are you unplugging it? No. I always check where my chair goes. Oh, it goes way back in there, and in the, in the, in yeah, the, I don't even know what's oh, going. Oh, now you see, now it's back on again. I don't know what that is. All right, we back anyway. in this. Okay, anyhow, so well, my brother, well, well, we had just bought, and my brother was painting a model car, and he tripped and spilt this red paint on the wall in the new house in my bedroom. Oh, so shit. I moved furniture around so when my mom would never see it, but the other brother who was his twin saw it, and he used that. He tortured that boy. For over a year, Mm-mm. over that paint on the wall, and every time it was t- like it was time to feed the dogs, and he didn't, he said, you know, and it's your turn to feed dogs. He'd say, paint on the wall. So finally, we got tired of it. And we told my mom about it. And we told her how he was blackmailing. And this is what she told us. She says, if anybody ever blackmails anybody, Tell me right away. The person who's being blackmailed is not going to get in any trouble. I'm going to whip the ass of the one who does blackmail. <laughs> so he never blackmailed us again. Yes, indeed. So, Well, next we got Sagittarius. You know who that is. Yeah, that's your, your man. Yes, my partner. Well, he's getting a bare back hand. From a my... bare back hand? Is he getting it from you? He might. <laughs> I, I do call myself Big Mama, and I am like the little uh, our, our little cat. I'm always like Mama Kitty, and uh, he's Daddy. Yeah, Mama Kitty. So yeah, yeah. So he's with everybody just back him. You know, is that well? Before? Actually, you know, talk about it though. He does get a he does get a bear, a bear front paw though. Is that before like, or after cat, King? That cat actually does slap him. Like this is the thing. He'll go to give treat. And then once there's no more treat in the hand, the cat will literally bat the hell out of his hand, saying, where the hell's the rest of the fucking treat, bitch? He's like, <laughs> he demands the treat from... He only does that to Jim. He don't do that to me. Huh. We confused him one time. Maybe he likes you better. That's we why. We confused him one time because I slipped my hand right where uh, Jim's hand was about to get back, and the, and the foss went crazy. The cat went crazy. He was like... He didn't know. He was about to hit me, and then the cat just stopped. The cat was like, I can't hit mommy. <laughs> Not that I would have cared. I would have thought it was funny, but he's like, too, he had respect for me. But he said, fuck daddy. I'm going I'm to I'm hit the shit out of daddy. <laughs> that cat is awesome. I love my cat. Yeah, your, your cat's pretty cool. I love him. He's got so much personality. Capricorn. Y'all next. Oh, God. <laughs> You know who Capricorn is? Oh that's, yeah, that's your partner. That's mine. Well, it looks like you. Go, it looks like Mama's gonna throw some dirty dishes at his ass. 
Throw dirty. <laughs> Maybe add his head for a couple of a break, you know. Oh, good lord! Yeah, dirty dishes. Yeah, is that because he never washes them? Probably, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who we got next? You tell. Aquarius. Oh. And Aquarius is getting beat with a wire hanger. <laughs> they they getting it mommy dearest style on their asses. Oh Lord, the wire hanger. Oh, that should have been that should be Joan Crawford getting that wire hanger. Well maybe she's beating an Aquarius. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder what Christine might have been an Aquarius, huh? I don't know. You know what? We can look her up and see. Oh, you gonna look it up? Okay, look it up while I'm going to get them okay. Pisces. Pisces? Oh yeah, y'all getting beat with a wet beach towel. You know, wound it up and snap, pop your ass. Mama's gonna pop your ass in the next week. Her, oh no, Christina's birthday was June eleventh, nineteen thirty nine. Oh, okay, so. All right, but yeah, Pisces, that wet beach towels. <laughs> so okay. Pisces probably ain't gonna feel it though. They're gonna be so drunk they ain't even gonna feel getting beat. Yeah. Like, Ooh, what was that? Huh? <laughs> Love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so we are going to be we're gonna go to the uh, Craft Creations commercial, and I'm gonna try to figure out how to get this damn charger on this phone. What's going on with it? And we will be. Right and y'all gonna back. lick y'all wounds. Lick y'all wounds. All right, we're back. Now this uh this is our first uh, segment of the series. We call it Mama Mia, Murderous Mom. And our first episode of the series, of the uh, May series, in honor of Mother's Day, is, first person we're covering is Diane Downs. Oh, uh, Disturbing. <laughs> yes. Um, let's get to it. Okay, Elizabeth Diane Downs was born August 7th, 1955. Um, she was born in Phoenix, Arizona. To parents Wesley Lindell and Willardane Angle Fredrickson. She she claims that uh, when she was growing up that her father sexually abused her, and then she later recanted it. Now, um, she was only she she was really um she was probably very very much a problem daughter. She she did a lot of um she was very very sexually promiscuous. But she was also a very, very intelligent girl. She did really well in school. And uh, she was very talkative. She, uh, she, she had a big outgoing type of personality. And um, when she was a teenager, she got pregnant. And she, um, she ran away from home in 1963 and in 1973, I'm sorry, and married Stephen Downs. So, um, she married Stephen Downs and she had a child, Christiane, born in 1974. Cheryl Lynn was followed in 1976, and then she, then she gave birth in 1980 to, uh, Stephen Daniel, born in 1979. Now, he left her in 19, um, he, uh, Stephen left her, divorced her in 1980, because he felt that, uh, that Danny was not his, his son. So in May of 1982, she became a surrogate and gave birth to a daughter under surrogacy. And 
so then um, prior to her arrest, she was also she was she became a postal worker. You know what I say about them postal workers, huh? Oh yeah. And uh, she um, now let's uh, let's go forward ahead to May nineteenth, nineteen eighty three. She arrived at the Mackenzie Willamette Hospital in Willamette, Willamette, Oregon, and her three children had been shot. Cheryl, age seven, had already died. Danny, age three, was paralyzed from the waist down, and Christy, age eight, had suffered a disabling stroke after being shot. She herself was shot in the arm. She says that uh, she was carjacked on a rural road by a strange man who shot her and the children. However, investigators and hospital workers became suspicious because they decided her manner was too calm for a person who had experienced such a traumatic event. She also made a number of statements that both police and hospital workers considered highly inappropriate. So I remember I read the book, there's a book of Small Sacrifices by Ann Rule. You probably saw Ang Rule if you saw that video that I sent you. Oh, the one, yeah, with the, the Oprah interview. interview. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, Ann Rule wrote a book in 1988, Small Sacrifices. That's the first time I've heard, I heard of this case. And one of the things in the book that the hospital worker said when she came in with the with the children was she what she says? Oh, this that's my brand new car. I hope the blood comes out of the carpet. Well, what that is. And that's not something that a mother would, you know. You're, you're worried about what her blood going to come out of your damn children and going to get shot. Yeah, because yeah. she had a brand new Nissan Sentra. And she was worried about whether the blood was going to come out of her seats and carpet. That's a telltale sign right there. That is... So her story was that she was carjacked by a hippie. Why well, is always a hippie or a black person that carjacks these people when they're coming up with the wrong story? But I mean, of course the police didn't buy it right away. So the suspicions heightened when uh, she phoned uh, Robert Knickerbocker, who was a married man she was having an affair with, and a former co-worker in, Alexand in, uh, in Arizona, where she lived before. And none of the forensic uh, evidence matched her story, because there was no blood splatter on the driver's side of the car, nor was there any gunpowder residue on the driver's door or the interior door. And uh, Knickerbocker... Who uh, said that she she had stalked him? She was she was kind of obsessed with him. So uh, that was that was a little bit strange right there too. Now um, she told the police that she owned a twenty-two caliber handgun handgun, and um, but that was after both uh, her husband and Knickerbocker informed that she did, and. She had purchased a handgun in Arizona. She had bought a handgun in Arizona, but when they were unable to find the actual weapon, they did find find the casings uh, with in in her home, with extract or markings from the murder weapon. See, that was evidence right there. Her most damaging witnesses saw her car as she was driving to the hospital. She was only driving ten miles an hour. Now, if your children have just been shot in the back seat. You're going to be speeding your ass off to get to that hospital. Or you exactly. are. Exactly. So, I nobody mean, you ain't even it. observing, like, traffic signals. You're trying to get your children to the hospital now, not tomorrow. 
And this bitch going like 10 miles per hour. I cannot. I cannot. So the, uh, Christy had a stroke. And when they would ask her, she couldn't remember what happened to who shot her at first. Because, you know, because she, she had suffered that trauma that had brought on a stroke. You know, a seven-year-old child having a stroke that, is pretty yeah. irregular. Yeah, that's crazy. So uh, finally, they, they drew this pic. She, they had her draw uh, pictures of... Uh, she had her write down. They said she wasn't going to get in any trouble, but to write down the name of the person who shot her and put it in an envelope. And when they opened the envelope, it said, Mom. Uh, so anyway, um, she went out. She got. She went and she was having another affair. She got pregnant while they were trying. You know, right during the um, during the time that she was under suspicion, they arrested her. Pregnant. She was on. Preg she was pregnant the entire time for the trial. She gave birth to a daughter in jail. Well, I think she named. They said she named it Beth, huh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then. Um, when they finally uh, put the little girl, Christy, on the show, they said, do you know who shot you? He said, yes. She said, yes. She says, uh, is that person in the courtroom right now? She said, yes. She pointed to Diane, and she said, my mom shot us. So Diane wound up being convicted of, of murder. And what were the other things they convicted of? But when she got, she got, um, yeah, she was convicted of all charges. Um, and um, sentenced to life in prison plus 50 years. Yeah. And Which I got a little confused because it was like if they added like 65 or something by the time. I don't know if they re added on something later on. They said something weird whenever the um, in the Oprah interview. But it was still pretty much life plus something. Well, and, and, she, and she was diagnosed by a psychiatrist with narcissistic, histrionic, oh, well. and antisocial personality disorders. Definitely narcissistic. Bitch. And uh, the judge made it clear he did never intend for Downs to ever be free again. Well, of Hell course. No. Who wants to let that be free? That bitch was not deserved to be free. Well, she was incarcerated in the Oracle Women's uh, Center, and she escaped from jail from her cell on, on July 8, 1988. A scale on an 18-foot razor wire fence, and she managed to escape uh, uh, despite 14-state manhunt before she was recaptured. Okay, there's just some types of crazy you can't rehab. Okay, and she, she, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know where she was the whole time? She was where? like the husband of one of her cellmates. Oh my god! <laughs> so they finally got her again. Oh my god! And um, she earned an associate in 1994. She earned an associate degree in general studies, and uh, as of 2010, she's located in Valley State Prison for Women in uh, Chowchilla, California. But she was transferred and converted to an all-male institution in 2013. Now, you saw the Oprah interview with her, right? Oh, oh, yeah. What do you think of that? She couldn't even stay on topic. She was meandering everywhere. Mm -hmm. First off, what in the hell was... I mean, I know that was the 80s, but honestly, wasn't she supposed to be in prison when they were doing the interview? She was, yeah. Who loaned her that goddamn dress? Oh, those big puffy sleeves, yeah. Like, seriously. I don't know, I, I was too busy that, looking at Oprah's hair. <laughs> no, if a bitch is in prison, they need to be having on their jumpsuit. 
We don't want to see no. The, the the dress just made it even more ridiculous. The dress was as big as her ego. Oh God! Yes, it was big puffies. It looked like like uh, what? Who was it? Uh, Cinderella. I don't know who the hell she thought she was. Her hair looked good. <laughs> I don't think I don't think she deserved to get her hair did or have the dress on for what she did to her children. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They should just let her look like a hag on there, huh? I mean, don't tell me Oprah paid for that. But you see Oprah's I hair? I hope Oprah didn't pay for that. Did you see Oprah's hair? Now, Oprah can pay for her hair. That's Yeah, fabulous. but did you see it? It was, fa- it was huge. It was, it was very, very 80s. It, 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 it was looked, fabulous. It really looked like a, like a RuPaul thing. I she had that red dress on and everything. Yeah. She's something. And poor like Ann Rule really looked, just looked a mess. She was just poor baby. I was feeling Ann Rule's pain, though, when, whenever, whenever uh, Diane, Diane tried to talk. I'm just like, oh, my God. I oh, she was like fussing out like a, like a mother fussing out a child. It was so oh much. God, Anne! <laughs> it's not that that two that's that's on YouTube right now. Because any of you guys are interested in seeing it, I'll the um I'll the tweet a link to it. It's kind of it's really interesting. All I can think is she must be the Carol Baskin of her time. Oh, I, she, I don't know. Maybe worse. Worse. No, definitely worse. <laughs> definitely. Worse. But the delusion factor, like she was deluded into her own. Well, she, reality she, she created. Well, the histrionic personality, you notice how she loves to be the center of attention. Oh, yeah. I'm, and the narcissistic, you know, she's definitely a narcissist. It was That was totally evident, when, you know, when, when we were talking to her. And um, so a movie was made of Anne Rule's book, Small Sacrifice, and it's toward, uh, uh, uh Farrah Fawcett as Diane. Oh, she must have thought that was fabulous that Farrah Fawcett was. And Ryan O'Neill played Knickerbocker. And she, uh, so when they asked her what she thought of that, she goes, oh, Farrah Fawcett's perfect to play the woman in Anne Rule's book. So, <laughs> <laughs> so another thing that really, uh, that really, you know, and it's in the, it's in the, the movie, which the only way to see the movie right now is on YouTube, and it's really a bad, like a bad VHS copy. But uh, this happened in real life and in the movie. During the shooting, the Duran Duran song, Hungry Life of Wolf, which was a real song, <laughs> yes. was playing. She was playing it on her <laughs> tape oh, no. player oh, as God. she shot her children. I can't. I can't. So they played it in a courtroom, and she's like dancing. No, man! Behind the table, behind the defense table, she's like gyrating to the beat while the song's on. <laughs> wow. I cannot. I cannot. No, ma'am. Oh, so anyway, she has tried for parole several times. She was considered, she, she, she was considered in 2009 under Oregon law. Please leave her at in At the now. time, a dangerous offender, Downs, would become eligible for parole here in every two years until she is released or dies in prison. So her first application was in 2008. She reaffirmed her innocence. Over the years, she said, I have told you and the rest of the world that the man shot at me and my children, and I have never changed my story. That's another thing I, I didn't mention, is that the, um, what she was at, at her, uh, her gunshot wound that was was self-inflicted. It was just the doctor said there's no way anybody shot this woman. It wasn't a defense wound. She shot herself. And, she and the funny thing about it is, is that when she arrived at the hospital, she had a towel around her own arm, but she didn't have anything to try to save the children. I mean, 
the level <laughs> of criminal both depravity mixed with stupidity is just beyond me. This it's now, so dumb. We gotta fast forward some years later. And uh, her daughter, who she had, who, who, the, you know, the girl, the, the women that the woman that she had, uh, is grown by now. Her name, um, yes, okay, yes. Are you talking about the one she had in the prison? Yeah, the Beth. Uh, yeah, well, her name now is um, Becky, Rebecca. Be- Rebecca. She was adopted. Uh, Diane's other children were adopted by the 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 officer, the police chief, the Willamette police chief and his wife, uh, Danny and Christy. Now this other girl, one she named Beth, well she was um, she gave birth to a baby girl who was adopted soon after. Uh, the baby is the 26 year old woman. Okay, this article is from um, I'm, I'm looking at right now. Is from a few years back. So she was born in 1983. She would be like 38. So when she was 26 years old, her name and, and named Becky. And if the years she was hiding the truth, she found out when she was a teenager who her mother really was. But she decided she wanted to contact her. And uh, when she finally got to know her, she says, "I want nothing to do with that bitch. That bitch is a fucking nut." That's what her <laughs> daughter said. <laughs> That, you know, and that's a perfectly good assessment. Yeah. We're right with you. She said when she was uh, when she turned eight, she started asking questions about her biological mother. And her mom told me she was in prison and that there was a book about her. And when I was old enough, she would tell me more. And three years later, Becky tricked the babysitter into revealing the name of her birth mother, Diane Down. And Becky went to the bookstore to look her up and was shocked at what she found. But she's out flipped through the pictures, and there was a picture of Diane sitting at a table with her hand up, and her fingers were eerily the same as mine, like identical, and it scared me. Mm. I slammed the book shut. And she was 16 when she watched the Farrah Fawcett movie, which, um, and she, it was then that she said uh, the reality of who Diane really was sunk in. She's not a mother, Becky said. She's a monster. And from there, she went on a dying was found. She started drinking, doing drugs, sleeping around. Sound like a chip off the old block, right? The apple don't fall far from the tree, huh? Well, but, well, but, no, but for for Rebecca, you realize Rebecca, Rebecca is trying to process. That's a lot to process there. And she said, I was really just trying to find love from anywhere I could and ended up getting pregnant when I was 17 years old. And then at 20, she found herself broke, homeless, and pregnant for a second time. And she made the hardest decision that she ever made. She put her son up for adoption. She said, hoping to find someone who could understand. Becky turned to the woman who had given her up as a baby. She said, I was in so much pain from losing my, my son that I wanted to relate to somebody. She said, I know that the pain and I felt was okay. And I reached out to Diane. So Becky wrote Diane a letter. And told her who she was. And she responded quite normally, actually. She said, she... Related to some of the things that I had written to her, and she had been excited that I contacted her. She said she always knew that I would. And then she received another letter with Diane that wasn't so nice. She said, the second letter, I became curious about my biological father and had asked her questions. She said that angered her. She seemed to throw tantrums, and she didn't understand why I wanted to find him. Oh, I think it was wait, wait, stop for one sec. You see what just happened there, huh? Huh. 
You see there it was That's what, a narcissistic what, thing, As yeah. long as the attention Was on her It was fine yes. The second the attention Goes somewhere else It's a problem Right And she says uh, It was her way Of keeping me in contact mm -hmm. With her But she wouldn't tell her Who she was he, he, he was Yeah And as time went on Becky said Diane's letters Became frightening She said her letters Seemed to be Started to be Conspiracy theories She believed That she was being Kept in prison To be kept safe she said, I asked her to stop writing at one point, and this was after she told me people had been watching me my whole life and were trying to kill me. And at that point, she then accused me of being one trying to kill her. So, oh, Becky now says she regrets ever writing to her. She says, right. I have an amazing family. I do not have my room in my life for Diane exactly. Downs. But, uh, yeah, so... Um, Stay strong, Becky. Yeah. It's just she reached out to uh, to her surviving half brother and half sister, but they have chosen to remain private. She said, understandably, it's something that was very difficult for them to get through, but they're doing well and they're well adjusted and happy. And so she said, we're just going to leave it at that. But Diane said that the one that Diane may be the woman they bet to her, but I don't have a connection. She says, I was raised in the godly home and I'm well adjusted. My son is amazing mm -hmm. and well adjusted. And if I don't want to, I don't have to think about Diane again. So, right. good for you. Fuck that bitch. You know? <laughs> really. I'm wondering what is going to happen to her. Is she... I guess she's just going to die in prison, huh? And then if people can sing Ding Dong, the bitch is dead. Well, this woman Whenever she is... Dies in prison. He, I, 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 this woman is unbelievable. You and I, okay, let's Unbelievable go. ain't the God... This is unfair. Fathomable, okay. It's just this is just a lot to process. Yes, I'm still, I'm still processing watching that Oprah interview, just just because that was well after and just the way she was acting, it was like no remorse. Well, that, it's it's. Uh, I remember I watched the um, and apparently she still don't have remorse because because the way she acted towards Becky. I mean, the woman's never gonna have remorse for this. She has no remorse at all. But you know, I read the book when it first came out in paperback, which probably if it, yeah. Yeah, I remember it was like 1988. And um, I can remember reading it and I was just like, it was it was amazing. It was like, I, I couldn't believe that such a person existed. And I said, you know, this it has to be, this some of this has to be, be like a hatchet job. Just, well, you now this you woman re has something. Well, now you realize woman. all these crazy crime movies and TV shows. There are real monsters out there that well, are basically no. Because I'm thinking, like, could anybody be a monster like this woman in, in this book is? And I remember my mom. I so, told my mom this was a yo. I said, you know, Oprah ought to have her on. Oh shit! I said I would love to see her get interviewed by Oprah. That was you know. So my mom, I remember I was, uh, my mom said, guess what is on Oprah today? I said, what? She goes, who did you say Oprah should interview just a few days ago? I said, Diane Downs is going to be on Oprah? She said, yeah. I said, oh, my God. I said, you know, <laughs> I took off work to watch it. You took off work to watch it. I took off work. I had to see her myself. Oh, my and gosh. when I saw her, I was like, oh, my God. She really is everything that's in that book. The crazy bitch exists. Oh, my God. It's like the Wicked Witch of the West incarnate. Wow. 
And now one of the things that struck me real, I don't know why I, I still remember this, and I remember it again when I just watched the um, watched it again on YouTube. I remember Oprah telling her, she says, "Okay, your children shot, you're shot, and you had to rush them to the hospital and all this other stuff." She says, "And you're talking about it like it's a baseball game." And her answer was really oh bizarre. I said, "She goes, no, it wasn't a baseball game because there were no hot dogs and popcorn." <laughs> Did wow. you catch that too? Wow. <laughs> I did. I thought that and I was like, like she's singing about hot dogs and popcorn. When the she's whole talking. goddamn interview was bizarre. It was just bizarre. Uh, she was just laying into poor Ann Rule. She was just like, uh, oh God, Ann, you, you know, what? what you, and uh, one of the things that was in the book is about how she enjoyed being pregnant. There was something about being pregnant, which I found really, really bizarre. And I said, she enjoys being pregnant. She says, so Oprah asked her, she says, you enjoy being pregnant? Oh, Anne made that up. But she would go up and get pregnant for every chance she got. Oh, but you get what that is. Pregnancy, okay, see, see, hold on. Pregnancy allows her to gain the attention. Yes. From the society. Once the child is out, though, and the child becomes her own, the child is taking attention away from her. You, know, you I, get it? I had a you cousin. Got, okay. I had a cousin that used to put, when she'd get on the bus, she used to put a pillow to make it look like she was pregnant so people would get up and give her the seat. <laughs> that sounds like something Diane would do. <laughs> well, no, that seems more practical. No, Diane was doing it just to, for all the attention. That, your cousin was just being practical, that's all. No, my cousin was being crazy. She's a nutty, too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of cousins, so nobody will ever figure out which one it is. Because <laughs> uh, I have a lot of cousins. Wow. So anyway, um, yeah, so Diane's still in jail. It's unlikely she's ever going to get out. Uh, her husband said she should be wiped from the face of this earth. Her ex-husband... And poor Knickerbocker, I don't know what happened to him. Because you see, she tried, poor Anne called him Lou in the book. That's why Oprah said she got confused with Lou the lover and Nick the lover. Well, Knickerbocker was his name and everybody called him Nick. And Diane outed him on that thing. She kept saying Mr. Knickerbocker, Mr. Knickerbocker. Cause she wanted everybody to know who he was. Where um, Amber was trying to protect him. Because you heard what she said. She figured, no, I'm not protecting a man that cheated on his wife, but I just figured what it, what good would ruining that marriage be? Right, because that's not the great evil that was done here. Yeah. The great evil was you killing your damn children, Diane. Yeah, but well, she killed one of them. And I remember from the book I read, she was particularly more abusive to that one child. Oh, yeah, child. killing the one child. I'm sorry. The yeah. one child that well, died. Well, shooting all your children and killing them. Well, she them. tried to kill all of them. But the one child that died was the one she liked the least for some reason. She was all, they said, Probably because for some reason her. that child probably took some kind of attention away from her. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Or that child did not. Well, the, yeah, the child was colicky, and she was kind of an ornery, crabby baby, and that kind of thing. She she suffered from a lot of colic, and she had some health problems, and it took attention from her, and that's why she was more. Cheryl, it's that's why, sick. Yeah, it's that's why she was harder she on did. Cheryl than all of them. It's just sick what Diane did. Yeah, she's just. Um, it it it's just it is just the re most ridiculous thing. So. Uh, 
I hope, against all hope, that this woman never sees the light of day again. Really, I mean, she, she's really a monster. So anyway, uh, if you enjoy our podcast, why don't you just help give us some support on Patreon. That's www.patreon.com forward slash open shutters. Three tiers of support, and you get all kinds of goodies for all of them, but the best one's the, the, the Madame Laure, the, the, the top one. Okay, well, you can follow us on Twitter at A Shutters. Uh, Instagram is at Open Shutters Podcast. We have our Facebook business page, which is Open Shutters, a creepy podcast, and our Facebook group, which is called the official page for Open Shutters, a creepy podcast. You can email us with any suggestions or at, um, whether we open shutters at yahoo.com. And, uh, Give us a little review on Apple. You know, even if it's a bad review, we're going to read it. Oh, actually, I think I have an Apple review to read. Let me check it out. Where are we before we go? Because we got another Apple. We got some. We got an Apple review. Not there. I did not want to hear our last episode. I'm trying to. Oh, Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Where are you? Usually if you go up to the lab, where's... Here we go. Okay, wait. That's the... I am going to okay here we go. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna search us and I'll read it in a second. Oh the show open shutters a creepy podcast. Where are we at? Bear with me guys, I am new to Apple, so uh, Hold on, I might be able to Oh here it is, I got it. Got it. I got it. Okay, we have uh oh yeah, here we go. Okay. So good. I just found this podcast. And this is from uh, S. McCarty, 84. So good. I just found this podcast. If you like true crime or just creepy stories, this is the one. This is a great podcast to listen to. The hosts, the hosts keep you engaged and wanting to listen to more. Check it out. All righty. Thank, thank you, S. McCarty. That was really nice. We, really? So, anyway... Like I said, I gave you all our, our, our social media links and our Patreon links. So I guess that ends this episode. So until we meet again, enjoy the view from the open shutters. But don't fall out the window unless you're dying down. Yeah, dying down can fall, fall out all the, the way out. All the way out. <laughs> uh, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.